0: And welcome in to the Hitsick Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host for the evening. That is Chris, not the quarterback Sims. Joined with me, as always, per usual, he's back. It's Mr. Rideout. What the fuck is up, Denny's? It's good to be back. And Michael Setta, What's going on?
1: What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, guys? How are you guys doing? <laughs> Little tease there.
0: Um, I'm doing great. We had another weekend of uh, crazy football. This was this was a rough Super week. Super Bowl. Super
1: Brown. Let's, let's get
0: that out of the way. Yeah! Right? yeah,
1: PJ Walker, XFL legend, Cleveland legend. Build the statue, baby. Yeah, I mean, sure. That, that that that's all I had though. That you know, I'm just a little juiced. So sorry.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Um. Uh, so uh, how was your guys' weekend? I mean, obviously, nice Browns win. Nice Steelers win. Both happy fan bases. I had somebody arguing with me about calls. And I was like, you do realize that there's been questionable calls for both of our teams over the last few weeks, so why don't we just shut up and enjoy our wins? And they had nothing to say to that.
1: (laughs) I literally do not care what anyone and their mother has to say about the Browns and the shitty calls we've gotten over the last two weeks. Because guess what? For the last 28 years, we haven't gotten any. So we're due.
0: I mean, bad going to get
1: some more, baby. All right. Part so, of it. Yeah. I don't care. I do not care at all. How is everybody's weekend in
0: fantasy? Couple wins, couple losses.
1: My dynasty situation is not looking good. Not looking good. Redraft though. I'm making some pushes. I'm making some pushes. Honestly, aside from the league that I'm in with you two in redraft, I'm doing pretty solid in those ones. So I'm, I'm looking at hopefully bringing home, not just one, but multiple ships this year. The our redraft
0: league, the twelve-team redraft league that we're all in together, uh, we are all three sitting at three and four. It's one of the it's the only league I'm under five hundred in. And um, as I put together another four and two week and advanced myself to, um, I believe I am now I, I I've I'm thirty three and nine on the year in my six leagues, which is nice. Looking but,
2: at like the scores of this league too, this is probably the most competitive league we're in where everybody is around the same points total. Uh, Dino 2 is pretty close, too. We're all hovering in, like, the 900s.
1: I was going to say, I love the redraft one because it's just, it's such classic fantasy football. Everyone's close. It's it's so hard to make deals because there's no future picks or anything. So, yeah, I like it. And anyone could win. Like, you know, everyone knows whoever's in first or second, you know, that team's a fraud. I'm not going to use it because it's kind of a racial slur for what his team name is. But um, <laughs> everyone knows that team's a fraud. He's oh, not well, very it's good. Oh, well, 100%. Well, yeah, it's the fraud.
2: Yeah, yeah, come on, fraud and, and every
1: week, every single week, he comes out with a win, and I don't. He texts me, "Hey, uh, you, you're gonna start me your good players now," and I'm like, "No, nothing, nothing for you." <laughs> he has no integrity.
0: I don't know about you guys, so I, my favorite thing that I want to highlight really quick, um, and Ryan, it was it was a good weekend for you too in that league because in our Superflex league, we had some matchup. This is what I love about fantasy football. Like, this is what it's all about. I went into the Sunday night games down like a hundred points. And I'm like, I'm cooked. This is done. I'm fucked. But I'm like, I looked at my roster, and I'm like, I got Tyreek Hill. I got A.J. Brown. I got CMC. And I got Hawkinson. These are like four corner pieces of my team. These, This is my team. Like These are my guys. Can they do it? And sure as shit, A.J. Brown, Tyreek, go nuts. And then Monday night, CMC's in the game. And I'm sitting there, and I'm within three points. And I watch him just go and take, like, he had, like, a big play or whatever. And at that point, I ended up pulling out a two-point victory. And then Ryan, you also on the Brock Purdy interception to lose the game. To Add- lose the game.
1: Yeah,
2: I, I won my fantasy matchup because we play in a league where you lose two points to an interception and I end up winning by one and a half total points. Fantasy points because of that last second interception that he threw.
0: Yeah, that's that's insane. We gotta fix something in that league. You should yeah, not lose a you're point luck, You're Bumbles.
1: lucky, Bubbles. You gotta win just the same exact reason as as uh, Ryan's opponent did because I had Brock Purdy and I lost eighty three point four eight to eighty four point six six. Or was that 9 that one game? Yeah. Yes, sir.
0: Yeah. So as you can see, we are absolutely in the trenches with you guys here trying to fight and win our titles. Um, social media you know where to find us that's HitStick fantasy we are on X all of us we're a trio again that means we are but indeed back on the X so X, get, X, X. X, X, X. so get on over there give us a follow ask some questions let us help you set your lineups you will not be disappointed we have all three of us have assisted in helping somebody win a matchup this year over on X formerly known as Twitter um, if you want to talk to me personally I'm at hit Stick Chris I'm at Ryan long FF.
1: I'm at Michael underscore seta
0: and if you'd like to help this show out, we would definitely appreciate uh, some five-star reviews over on Apple Podcasts. It's a very helpful, very easy, and free way to help out with the show. And um, it doesn't, you know, it's, like I said, doesn't cost you nothing and allows us to keep doing the things that we're doing. So, um, And then you can also give us a like and a follow on Spotify. Things that would be very appreciated. My phone just did this thing where it, like, I it must have hit the type. Thing. So, not everything I'm saying, it's like typing over the show doc, and I'm trying to stop it. So, Knock it off. Yeah. All right. So, we're going to jump into some news here. And um, there's not a whole lot of it, which is a good thing, because that's something that we've not been able to say as of recently. Uh, Jerome Ford is expected to miss uh, two weeks, correct? Right? Not high ankle sprain, right? I thought it was a low ankle sprain.
1: Optimistically, one to two weeks, I saw.
0: Yeah, but if it's an ankle sprain, you're probably looking at three. That's just the typical timeline for running backs and ankle injuries like that. Um, So, yeah, expect to be without him. Kareem Hunt obviously gets a boost, uh, but Pierre Strong, keep an eye on that name. Uh, That's somebody that should be added in, especially in deeper leagues. Um, Kyron Williams placed on IR officially. Uh, Sean McVay doing Sean McVay things and lying to us and telling us, he's fine, he'll be so ready to suit up next week. No, he's not, he's on IR. So, expect him back. Daryl Henderson should, uh, you know, front that workload here for their time. That did, he's any, out.
1: did any of you guys start Daryl Henderson this week? I
0: did not have the balls to, I picked, I picked him up
1: I'm sorry, but I picked him up in a few leagues and I did start him in one. And he got me fucking 13 points. I was like, let's
0: go. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I did. I, I, I picked him up in a few because I have a lot of shares of Kyron Williams. I'm pissed though. I wish I had him in our super flex league. It almost cost me the game. So I had DK Metcalf in my lineup. And because he was playing such a great matchup. And I'm like, I want him in. I didn't want to play Jonathan Taylor against the Browns. And I didn't want to play Chris Godwin over DK. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to gamble. And after 1 o'clock, it was like, it was shortly after. It was like maybe like 1.30. I get an update that DK is going to sit. And I'm just like, shit, I don't have anybody. There's nobody. So I go to the waiver wire and I find Royce Freeman pick him up throw him in the lineup I got six points out of it almost lost though because I saw Jonathan Taylor put up 21 and I'm just like fuck so fun That's stuff there. Football, yeah um and then uh Jalen Hurts is uh dealing with a knee injury he's not concerned about it so neither am I um just something to keep your eye on though obviously is there anything that you guys stopped uh, want to bring up injury related news related
1: you know at this point in the season you know we're we're getting pretty close to getting to that halfway mark. We're already kind of past it, especially for fantasy wise. There's so many going on. Like honestly, you're not going to be able to just read a tweet from Adam Schefter and be able to kind of get the whole grasp. I I feel like at this point, at least your starters, anyone getting the Q tag or anything along those lines, do a little bit of extra digging. You know, get get some you know more information on your own personal teams this year. So that's what I've been trying to keep up with. But yeah, I feel like it's just there's so many. There's so many just lingering ding ups guys that like what i was i at one point when i got back from softball yesterday i heard jordan addison was out and then the last drive he comes in and makes some catches and i was like what the hell's going on yeah so you you never really know it's so hard to keep up with it all if you got the guys especially if they're banged up or they're on the q tag just keep up with them that that would be my biggest piece of advice with it
2: there's something about those prime time games where when a guy goes down and i don't mean like goes down like with a serious injury but just goes down is like holding and like walks off the field for a little bit. All the updates come flying in at once from everybody. Cause all the focus is on that game. So you start to panic and you're like, Oh shit, I just lost my best player. No, he's right back in on the next snap. Happens every week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and like to what's that is said too, on top of that, like you got to keep, you got to pay attention. Cause like think about Zach Evans last week, everybody, he was a popular waiver ad. People spent fab on him. People probably burned waiver priorities on him. And then look, you know, as the week progressed, he, he didn't even log it. He didn't even get a touch. So definitely got to keep up uh, with all that. No, nothing wrong was said there. So, uh, but yeah, that's going to pretty much wrap up our news and we're going to go ahead and dive into our first segment. Okay. So today for segment one, we are doing a little bit of buy low, sell high. Pretty self-explanatory here. It's the time where you should be making some moves. You want to start gearing your team ready for a title push. If you are sitting pretty, you want to start gearing your team to fight in those trenches if you are one of the teams that are currently in the middle of the pack fighting for the playoff spots. So gonna each everybody's got one player that they're going to try to buy at a low discounted price, and everybody's got one player that they're going to try and capitalize on and sell now for a value. So who wants to kick things off? We'll start with the buy lows.
1: I'll go first. All right. Oh, sorry. You got to be quicker than that, bud. Got to be quicker. That. Um. So yeah. So my buy low. Um. This one was tough for me because I definitely agree with it. Um. But when I personally was offered this guy, I was fighting down. I wanted to. I'm going to work my way down as much as possible and not not overspend on it. And that's Mr. Amari Cooper for the Cleveland Browns. Um, you know, he's had a couple decent games so far this year. He had 13, 10, 13. And, you know, over the last few weeks, he just hasn't been getting anything. Last week, he was a complete dumpster fire. And, you know, without Deshaun Watson and that injury, you don't really know what's going on. But I still think he is the focal point of the Browns passing game. And he's going to be able to, you know, there's a lot of upside there. If, If PJ Walker can get it going throughout the season, or if Deshaun Watson does come back and he's, you know, half of what Deshaun Watson was instead of like 1%. I think there's a lot of upside there with Cooper. And especially over last week's disappointing game, you can buy him for pretty much nothing at this point.
0: I like Cooper. I'm on board for that one. So that's a, I
1: like Cooper too.
0: It's a good buy low. Ryan, what do you got for us?
1: Um,
2: I'm going running back here. And I'm going Mr. Aaron Jones, a running back who has been not on the field much at all this year. He was the RB1 overall in week one. Missed the next two weeks, came back for a little bit, missed a week, had a bye week. And we saw him get a little bit of a workload last week. But the obvious plan is for them to face him back into the game. Running back is a scarce position this year, and we've all seen it. The top ones have all gone down with injuries. All the people you weren't expecting to be good are good, and all the people you were expecting to be good are bad. You don't know what to get with the running back position. If you can go and buy Aaron Jones right now at a dirt low price tag... He's going to get phased back more and more as the Packers are still trying to win games. Like, they are not looking good as a team overall this year. And he is probably their best offensive weapon. You're shaking your head no like you don't believe in Aaron Jones.
1: No, we're laughing at I'm days. shaking my head no because my freaking 120-pound Rottweiler is jumping all over me, and yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? I knew I he was shaking his head. I also, I also do agree with a no for your take because I think Aaron Jones is washed, and he stinks, and I don't want anything to do with him this year. So. Fight! Both. Both of them. Both of them. No, I just, I don't know. I don't know. It it makes me nervous. I think this this part of the season is where you kind of see what the teams really are. Um, You know, I know a few weeks ago we were kind of like, hey, are they going to get back to reality? And I know one of them was the Washington football team, and I think they kind of did, or the commanders now. Um, They kind of did get back to reality. So I, I guess that's what I'm mainly worried about what I'm mainly worried about is just the Packers just collapse on themselves and they're just not very good. I mean, Jordan Love won a couple of very close games in the beginning and their their record's not as bad, but watching them play, they suck. Like, I don't think the Packers are good at all.
2: I don't think the Packers are good at all either, but if they're going to try and compete at all this year, they have to rely on their playmakers. They need Aaron Jones back and healthy. This is looking like the setup spot for him to start exploding for big games, you know, getting more carries. He's already involved in the passing game. He saw five targets last week in his first week back since the injuries. He's going to be involved. He's going to get a workload that you'd like to see out of a running back who you can probably buy at a flex price right now.
0: So what would you be trying to pay for Aaron Jones?
2: It depends on what, like, the situation I'm in. Like, if I'm a competing team and I can offer, like, a – our, like back-end RB2 and a wide receiver 3 or something and get him, I'd package that together and do it.
0: You got some names to possibly put to this? That's Ryan's because only,
1: Ryan only brought up Aaron Jones because he drafted him in every redraft league this year. And he's and trying he to sell how him. Bad he's, <laughs> and he's like, hey, I have, hey you listen have, this up. Listen this up. I have
2: not tried to sell Aaron Jones to anyone at all this year. I'm holding strong because I do believe in him. That's why I'm trying to buy him if I don't have him.
1: Like no, that's fair. I, I think the best point Ryan has that, I I mean, this, the whole reason for the segment is you don't got to pay a lot for him. Like, we've seen this guy be a touchdown machine. If they do turn it around a little bit, like, you know, he could he could be a good good piece down the, down the stretch. So I don't hate it in that aspect, especially because he's probably pretty cheap at this point.
2: All right, who would you rather have going forward rest of the season? Aaron Jones, Alexander Madison.
0: I'd rather have Aaron Jones. I don't believe in Alexander Madison. I think Cam Akers is taking his job.
2: All right. Aaron Jones or Joe Mixon?
0: I'd rather have Mixon.
2: Mixon. Aaron Jones for me. Gus Edwards, kind of a high-riser right now.
0: That's easy, Aaron Jones, for me.
1: Yeah, I think, I think uh, Aaron Jones in that one. Because at any point, it could be Justice Hill show.
2: So if you could sell it right now, Gus Edwards for Aaron Jones, I would do that too.
0: Who would you rather have rest season, Hollywood Brown or Aaron Jones? Aaron Jones. Yes, yeah, he hits Hollywood for me. It's not even close.
2: It's close but I'm leaning Aaron Jones definitely.
0: I just yeah. I should have made him my buy. Um so all right, moving forward here. Um do, you, do we have any more Aaron Jones arguments here?
2: He's an awesome player.
0: Okay. All right. Mine is uh I should have picked Hollywood. I didn't think about that. I mean, he's a good buy too, but same team, even cheaper. I'm talking James Conner running back for the Arizona Cardinals. Um who you haven't heard in a minute because he's been placed on IR, but he's due back from injury and he had an absolute elite role when before he went down. And this is a guy that had was averaging 70% of Arizona's snaps. He gets close to 20 carries a game. Like this is just a absolute solid workhorse uh, style running back role that you can you can probably get pretty cheap right now because he hasn't done anything in the last four weeks, but running backs are hard to come by. And so I'm definitely, especially if I'm one of those teams that are like sitting nice, I'm going to go out and I'm going to try to get him. Cause he had an RB six finish in week three against Dallas. Uh, he's been top 20 for majority of the time before he went down with that injury. No, He's
2: like been solid, but aren't you worried about like the fact that you're still three weeks out away from him at minimum?
0: No, it's two. He's been on two weeks since week six.
2: Yeah, week six, week seven, he has to miss week eight and week nine. So this week and next week, he's not eligible to return for three weeks.
0: He's not eligible to return until Atlanta week ten.
2: Yeah, that's uh, three weeks from now.
0: Yeah, but I think that with just with how with the way that running back is the position, it's such a hard thing to get. So when you can buy one at a good at an affordable price tag, I mean, because I'm trying to buy cheap. Like that's what I, that's that's the whole the like that's the whole line on that. Is I'm get, trying to.
2: If you can buy him for somebody that you're willing to drop right now off your team just because they just happen to be a roster clog, that's fine. If you're willing to hold him, I'm okay with that because he could be reliable later on in the season.
0: I mean I my biggest concern
2: is saying him as a buy right now when you're still three weeks away from even able to being eligible to have him in your lineup, that
0: makes me a little nervous. I just will so it other, depends on what you're willing to pay. The other thing is Kyler Murray's due back to this team here soon. Which is gonna right. elevate everything on the team. Kyler Murray has been phenomenal for fantasy football. And he it's gonna you're gonna get more red zone opportunities, more goal line work in that aspect, because they're gonna be able to move the ball a little bit better. I like Dobbs, he's been doing a good job, but he's not Kyler Murray. So I think that right now is a good chance to get him dirt cheap because of what you just said. The person that has him can't use him for three weeks. So especially like I said, if I'm one of those teams that's five and two. Or sitting in the, towards the top half of the standings, this could be a great guy to go get and just stash on your IR and let sit for when that playoff push comes around, and then you have a running back that is going to be valuable. So,
2: if it's dirt cheap, I'm okay with it.
0: Yeah, like, but I, I, all the guys that you just mentioned, I would trade for James Conner, Alexander Madison, Gus Edwards, like without a doubt.
2: That I think you're fucking crazy. I for.
0: don't, dude. I'm not. I've not been in on Alexander Madison at all. Like I've, never, you don't have to
2: be, but you're still a top twenty running back for a guy who's not going to play for three weeks. I, when you need these wins right now to make playoffs, it's fucking wild. His Madison, yeah. I,
1: back? I feel like if you're if the I feel like if you're at the point to where you're starting a Madison or a Gus Edwards, like you can't afford to get rid of that guy. For, exactly. Like I have Gus Edwards in, on the team, and if I were to trade, I would have to start Algier every week in and week out until James Conner come back. And even at that point, like. Is that even that big of a like I don't know how big of an upgrade is that with the with how bad the Cardinals can be at that point? You know, they I may want to lose.
2: The, RB twenty right now as the season goes.
0: I see twenty-one. But
2: I'm looking in Dino One. So.
1: 21, 21, 21,
0: 21. I look, I'm just not about him. I just that's flat out. I'm just I don't trust the player. I I don't I'd rather have what James Conner is when he's healthy than what Alexander Madison is right now because Cam Akers outtouched him last night. Like he's losing that job. Yeah, he did. I know he is. I'm not saying I'm not a Madison truther right here, right now, by any means.
2: I'm just saying Madison will at least get you five points over the next three weeks. James Conner is getting
1: you zero. You need wins right now. Yeah, I, I think the moral of the story is: where where are you in you know your league setting at this point? Like, are you a top one, two team? Can can you afford to maybe lose a game over the next few weeks while you're mixing and matching or? is James Conner going to be your bench guy? Is he going to be the guy that's going to be on your bench, you know, your starting lineup set, and if something else happens, you know, four weeks down the line, then you could swap James Conner in for that position. Those are That's what I like to do with, honestly, any of the guys we talked about buying low because it, it's there, there's a reason they're at a low cost. Like, if you go out of your way to buy Aaron Jones as a starter, and then, God forbid, Jordan Love gets hurt, And their team tanks it out all season. Like, I doubt Aaron Jones is going to be great the rest of the season. So, like, any of these things can happen. But there's a reason why we're highlighting them because you got to buy them for cheap. So, I think if you're in the the mode to push and there, you don't need any of these guys to be your starter week in and week out. All three of these guys are good guys to kind of try to add to your team.
0: Yep. Yeah. Let's move on to the players that we're selling high on. Brian, keep it going. Well, do
2: I'm going with somebody who. I'm not glad to put him here because he is one of my favorite players probably of all of fantasy football time. Somebody who I've had in many leagues over the past few years. Mr. Alvin Kamara, running back for the New Orleans Saints. Somebody who's been on a tear since he's been back from his suspension. But the problem is he has not been, quote unquote, efficient as a running back. He has been a wide receiver at the running back position the same way Taysom Hill is a quarterback at the tight end position on some weeks. Somebody who gets high, high, high ceiling points, but is doing garbage numbers with them. You know, he's looking at like three yards a carry. He's looking at minimal carries a game, but because he's seeing 10 targets, his fantasy upside has been huge. If you can sell Alvin Kamara for a proven top 10 commodity at running back, I would try and do that in a heartbeat.
0: Okay, that's interesting. Alvin Kamara's leading, uh, I mean, I'm not against, like, so what, like, what are you trying to get for him? Because right now he is uh, by far leading the running back position at target in targets per game.
2: Yeah. If you could turn him into Saquon Barkley somehow.
0: Could Saquon, um, like, what about, okay, like, obviously I'm taking, I'm taking it CMC's names on this list. Right. Oh yeah.
2: I mean, without, without I don't think it's CMC over Kamara.
1: Yeah, CMC, Saquon. Now, 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 would you be willing to give more? Like, like, okay, I think it would be a decent trade tomorrow for Saquon. I would take Saquon there. But would, would the Saquon guy be down for that, or would you be willing to throw in more? That's the thing. When you're looking at teams like Saquon guys, Saquon's
0: been
2: absent most of the year. He's dealt with his injuries. He hasn't had big, huge games. The Saquon inju- uh, owner, as I am in a league or two, Kind of hurting a little bit right now at the running back position. I would I would take Saquon in a heartbeat over Kamara for rest of season.
0: Um what okay, let's let's talk Jonathan Taylor or Brees Hall.
2: I would take both of those guys over Kamara rest of season.
0: Uh Ken Walker or Travis Etienne?
2: I would take both those guys over Kamara rest of season.
0: Okay. Um who else is over? Who else is playing David Montgomery? Oh, what if you could That's get thing- what if you could get Montgomery and Gibbs for Alvin Kamara? I would do that. Okay.
2: And that's the thing. I think Gibbs, I don't want to say he's like a by low. Cause obviously he's not. He had a big week last week, but you know, there's a reason he was my head of the year. We're kind of starting to see it from Gibbs. So. Gibbs is definitely on the radar for me. If you and could get over Kamara,
1: if you could yeah, get, yeah, if Gibbs didn't ball out this week, he would have probably been my buy low because, yeah, I've been on the Gibbs train for weeks. Like, hey, get him, get him while you can, get I, him while you can. I, I find Jim, I finally had it. Jim finally
0: had to tell me that he's just like, dude, I'm not trading him. And I'm just like, okay, I'll stop asking. <laughs> it hurts. I'm like, oh, have, I'm, I'm like, like I, I ask you everything. every single week. And I'm- <laughs> He's just like I'm. He's like I'm ride or dying with him. That's what I'm doing. He's like I'm like I respect it, Jim. I'll stop asking you. <laughs> so, yeah, I respect it. We all want him. Bijan Robinson or Alvin Kamara rest of season. Bijan. Okay. Bijan Robinson. Or Jonathan talk about Bijan earlier? Huh? Did we even talk about Bijan earlier like we're, we're going to later.
2: Okay. All right. Uh, so, uh, go ahead. Did you say Bijan or Jonathan Taylor? Rest of season. Bijan.
0: I had to make the decision today. I went Taylor.
1: It's a tough I th- one. I, th- I think I like Bijan.
0: I like the player Bijan. I don't like the situation with Arthur Smith. And what what honestly was the deciding factor for it was that I was getting Kyle Pitts in the trade, and I didn't want to be that dependent on that offense. Understandable. I, like I would have picked if if Kyle Pitts was not involved in this trade and I was getting a tight end, a different tight end, I would have used, I would have got Bijan. But I'm like, I don't want to get Bijan and Pitts and be forced to start both of them every week because Arthur Smith does not care about my fantasy team, and I know that. He does not. So, all right, um, right. I'll give my sell high really quick, and that's uh, Jordan Addison, wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. He balled out last night, dropped a 30-burger on everybody, really showing us that he's a phenomenal football player in every way, and I'm not taking anything away from that young man. He is great, much like how he likes to go fast in his automobile, which... Reminds me, we forgot a bit of news to talk about. Hey, yo. Um, yeah. <laughs> I play for the same. Chris Alave. Yeah. Um, but no, he also likes to go fast on the football field. And I love him. Like, he's one of my favorite rookies from this class. I think he's a great football player. But what I t- do know for a fact is that Minnesota is now 2-0 and since the Justin F. Jefferson injury happened. So based on the way it's looking, he's going to come back. And when he comes back, as good as Jordan Addison is, he's not better than Justin Jefferson. So do I think you need to sell Jordan Addison? No. But do I, what I think you should do is try to move him into somebody that is already solidified at what he's doing. Like, make a run at Stephon Diggs. Make a run at Keenan Allen. Make a run at, like, C.D. Lamb. Maybe I doubt you can get A.J. Brown or Tyreek Hill with what they just did. But, like, you know, Jamar Chase, who just kind of came off a of bye week. If you could take... Jordan Addison and throw some things on top to get one of these other proven elite top tier receivers, which the way that he's playing, you might be able to do. I'd be trying to do that. So, um, yeah. I mean, how do you guys feel about that? Would you agree?
2: I will agree with capitalizing on that huge
0: game against the 49ers. He,
2: you know, finally looked like a stud, but I'm, I'm a big proponent of rookie wide receivers, especially first round ones getting their chance and like showing out. And he looks, he looks good. He's a good wide receiver. He's a good football player. He's a bad ad on anyone's team. Like he's somebody who I definitely had as like a target in every single draft. I didn't end up with a lot of him in any of my drafts, unfortunately. But I believe in Jordan Addison, the player, and I think you know these next two weeks while uh, Jefferson is out, he can still capitalize and put up those numbers. Especially we saw what Kirk was doing to start the season. Like he was doing that with one wide receiver and a couple other guys tossed around, where he was leading the league and was like on pace to set record numbers for passing. Jordan Addison's a good wide receiver and he can fill that role perfectly fine. So Jordan Addison could have another couple 20, 30 point fantasy games over the next two weeks. And then you're going to be, you know, kicking yourself in the ass because you sold him for, you know, a wide receiver too.
0: Yeah. And th- yeah. that, that is the one thing that I will not, that I cannot stress enough. I'm not saying that you need to sell this player. I'm just saying that it would be smart for you to try. I'm saying go for big dogs, go for the top tier guys. like, Here's an interesting one that I'm just curious, because I genuinely don't know how I feel. Would you trade Jordan Addison right now straight up for Devontae Adams in a redraft league? No. You'd rather have Addison? I'd rather have Adams.
1: I'd rather have Devontae Adams for sure.
0: Well, okay, Adams has been struggling. So, like, you might be able to capitalize on that is what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm telling you to do with Addison. I'm not saying go trade Addison for T. Higgins and – uh, Brian Robinson an RB two or something like that. I'm saying go try to take Addison and get you Stefan Diggs. That's what I'm saying.
2: If you can do that props to you, but that's, that's a big swing. Like, I don't know if you're getting that much I think without adding a valuable Adams. piece as well.
0: I seriously think that in some leagues you could trade Addison for Devontae Adams straight up right now, especially because of the way Jacoby Myers has been playing. I really if you do. Could
2: do
1: that. Fucking hammer it. So,
0: uh, set who's your cell high?
1: So I'm going to go with a guy that I feel like it, it reminds me of like every single off season, I'm all about it. And then every draft season comes around. I don't get any of them. And I'm like, thank God I'm nervous. I don't want him. And that's Mr. Kyle Pitts. Um, You know, this guy, he started out really slow. Joni Smith was kind of taking a lot of his, his, you know, catches and a, a lot of nonsense away from him. But, you know, his first four weeks, he had 5.4, 2.5, 6.2, and three points respectively, then went, off honestly for Kyle Pitts and Kyle Pitts stands 12.2 12.2 and then finish up with another 6.2 I think the thing that worries me about Kyle Pitts is his snap percentage like this guy is not playing near what top fantasy tight ends play and this guy specifically is a receiver so he should not be off of the field whether they're in base whether they're three wide receivers whether they're in you know full house like it doesn't matter Kyle Pitts should be on the field regardless and we're seeing a dwindling of snap percentage of 53, 55, and 52% over the last three weeks. So I think if you can move Kyle Pitts for literally anything, do it. Because he is going to be a headache when it comes to the playoffs. You're not going to know what to do with him. And even if you have waiver wire guys that you're thinking about, maybe a better option. I would just try to get rid of him if you could right now.
2: This is probably the best example of a sell high that I've heard on this podcast in the years that we've been doing it. Because of those exact reasons. Somebody who has huge name, huge upside, but just spent underperforming forever. Kyle Pitts has been underperforming his entire career. And if really you can say, he I mean he had a thousand yards, but you know, barely found the end zone, was barely targeted. Kyle Pitts is supposed to be what Travis Kelsey is. He's supposed to be the wide receiver one as a tight end one that cheat code at the position. And he has not done that because they just don't give it to him like that.
0: I don't agree with you on that at all. I, I think that is the problem. I th- I don't – anybody – that's the issue with Kyle Pitts. Everybody f- wanted him to be Travis Kelsey. There is not going to be a Travis Kelsey. Nobody's going to do what Kelsey does. I knew from the moment this dude entered when, the league. When you get – when You took a tight end
1: with the top in, five pick. Exactly. That was literally my point. When you get drafted in the top ten, you have to be a difference maker at the position no matter what position it is but the or else – it's, it's a downside. Like even TJ Hawkinson isn't living up to what he was as a ninth overall pick. And he's the top three tight end in the NFL.
0: He's living up to it for the NFL team. Like the problem, like here's the problem with tight end and fantasy football. When like, especially with the draft capital gets invested in these players, they, the tight end position itself. There's a lot of things that go into playing that position for NFL teams that you do not get fantasy points for. And other teams take those things into consideration at a very high, high rate. Like you have I'm to be able saying, to block. You don't. I'm just saying, plans
1: if TJ Hawkinson was playing as a top three tight end on all aspects, he wouldn't have gotten traded to the Minnesota Vikings. What they did like, was, fin- you, I mean, you, you don't you don't see you don't see the Kansas City Chiefs trying to trade away Travis Kelsey because he's literally the best and he's an outlier. and He's a freak, and that's all I'm saying is like, if he was playing as good as Kelsey, it doesn't matter what their team was at what stage of you know, you know, up and down tank or rebuild or wherever they're at. They're still keeping that guy. And they thought he was replaceable enough. And honestly, he is replaceable enough. Sam LaBord is doing just as good. I mean, that's the thing though. That's,
0: that's, that is exactly what it came down to. They didn't want to get rid of TJ Hawkinson. They did it for financial purposes because they couldn't, they knew that they needed to pay him and they couldn't afford to do that. And unlike TJ Hawkinson in Detroit, Amon Ross St. Brown is the focal point of that team. Where in Kansas City, Travis Kelsey is the focal point of that offense outside of Patrick Mahomes. So it's like, I understand why Kansas City keeps Travis Kelsey because he is literally their offense. Where Detroit has Amon St. Brown. They don't need a tight end to do what Kelsey's doing. They already have a wide receiver doing what Kelsey's doing. So That's the thing, though. It's the, it's the draft capital.
2: That's what puts it into perspective. You used a top five pick on somebody who... He's not a generational blocker. We're not out here like oh, we're not justifying Kyle Pitts because he's just the best tight end in the world because he lays blocks and like catches 10-yard you know curl routes. He's supposed to be a wide receiver cheat code at the tight end
0: position, and he and, just has not done he, that.
1: And if he wasn't as good of a blocker and a complete tight end, then he wouldn't be in the, on the field for 50% of the snaps.
0: I don't disagree at all with trying to sell him. I was disagreeing with the he's supposed to be Travis Kelsey statement. But... I do kind of as far of as fantasy
2: output, he is supposed to be. Uh,
0: see, I see. I I never I never That's what he had did that at college. I never had that perspective for Kelsey. I never walked in thinking this is Travis Kelsey 2.0 because I know there's not going to be a Travis Kelsey 2.0. He is a freak of nature at his position. You can't replicate.
2: That. Kyle Pitts is a freak of nature as a human being. I he's know, supposed but- to be that for fantasy football. If he's on any other team, if Travis or if uh, Kyle Pitts is on the Browns, if he's on the Steelers, if he's on the Broncos if he's on the Dolphins if he's on the Bills if he's on any other team in the league
0: he would be a top five fantasy tight end probably they just
2: don't use him correctly
0: yeah you're right. at all you're right then that's the problem because he is the talent is 100% there the problem is though I don't know if you're going to be able to sell Kyle Pitts because of the issues that you've had with Kyle Pitts for the last two seasons like I had to take Kyle Pitts today in a trade I wasn't excited about it
1: I think I could be wrong about this, but I was just trying to look at some other examples of first-round tight ends. Kyle Pitts may be the ha- highest-drafted tight end in NFL history. I think he is. The only other one I see close is number six with Vernon Davis and I think Kellen Winslow for, for the Browns. We're both yeah. six. That's wild. So, yeah. yes, he's underperforming. So, what are you and trying to sell Kyle Pitts value. for? Massively. Like- I would literally sell Kyle Pitts for anything. Anything. I had him in a league last You'd year. you sell him for Van Jefferson? He- I would no, not Van Jeff. That's what I'm saying. Anyone, any anyone who's on a roster, anyone who someone didn't just pick up off the waiver wire, Warren. that's who I would Kyle trade Pitts. for. Yeah, do it. Jalen Warren, do it for sure. Why not? Get I him off my that. squad. I wouldn't do that. I had Kyle Pitts on my team in the playoff run last year, and it was a freaking headache. Not only did he stink in the first round of the playoffs, I believe, he then he got hurt, and then he didn't really play that much after it. So yeah, I'm out on Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts or Cole Komet? Dude, I'm a big Cole Comet guy. Let's go, Cole Komet all day. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> I'm huge, huge Cole Comet guy. Oh God.
0: All right. Um. So yeah, that's gonna wrap things up here for buy low, sell high. We're gonna dive into another segment here. Uh, we got a, a pretty jam-packed show for you. I'm gonna try to get through these, um, decently fast. So uh, I'm not gonna do what everyone thinks I'm gonna do. Flip out, man. All right, we're back with Are You Freaking Out, man? We got a few players here, and this is Superstar Edition. So we're talking big name guys that were drafted very highly and were supposed to be important pieces to your team. And maybe they're not. So we're gonna dive into that. First one on the board is B. John Robinson. Everybody's saying we're talking we were- everything we we're talking about, Kyle Pitts. You can tell you about, about B. John Robinson. Phenomenal talent. We know that the we know like the talent is there, but is the utilization there? Um right now we got the uh, Falcons being investigated for not appropriately reporting on the injury report that Bijan was not feeling good.
1: That was yeah. a weird one.
0: Yeah, it fucked me over in a league like yeah, it did I mean, a lot of he, other people.
1: It B. helped B. me in one just,
2: and lost me one, but
1: he was just getting lit. He was hungover. He thought he was going to be able to, you know, play through it, and he had he had the the lights coming down on him. I know what he was feeling like. I felt like that on Sunday, did too. Did you hear so.
0: Barstool? Like, he, he sat in the meeting, and he hit his vape, and Coach Arthur was like, don't don't hit your vape, and you hit it and blew it in their face. I was dying at that.
1: <laughs> but to be to be fair, I think the only thing to be worried about Bijan is if you ever get a random non non you know listed injury illness that comes down and lets him not play. Because other than last game, yeah, his usage and the snap percentage isn't great, but his point production has been great. So I'm not worried about Bijan at all.
0: I'm not worried about him in the sense of the player. The thing is, I just worry about his ceiling. I worry about his I worry about his upside, because for starters, Arthur Smith is going to make sure the other guys are involved. You're going to have Tyler Algier getting carries. You're going to have other guys taking workload from him. And then the other thing that concerns me about B. John Robinson is just the fact that the Atlanta Falcons do not score a lot of points. They're pretty middle of the road, towards the back end of points per game. So you don't get a lot of touchdown opportunities for B. John Robinson. So I don't know if he's going to provide those big games like CMC, those big games like some of those other guys do, where he's dropping you twenty five plus points, thirty points, and winning you a week on his own. He's not that he's not valuable to fantasy. I I love Bijan on any of my teams, but he has that value to his name. So I'm not saying trade Bijan Robinson, but if you can like if you can use Bijan to go get Saquon Barkley right now, I might be willing to do that.
2: The nice thing about Bijan. Is that he is playing on a first place team who is a half a game ahead in their division when it comes down to those later games and they need those wins because they're going to be competing for a playoff spot? The NFC South sucks, like, they will be probably be a playoff team and they're gonna have to ride on the back of their superstars, which is why I'm kind of like a little bit more hesitant about Seda's Kyle Pitts pick. I don't, I don't agree with the fact that he's you know a good tight end as far as fantasy football standards go, but when those like Games start to come down to the wire. You have to rely on your guys. Bijan is the guy.
1: I think. I think the most important thing to realize is Bijan Robinson is on pace to catch fifty-two balls this year. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't care. Doesn't matter yeah. how many touchdowns he scores by the end of the season, he'll be while- fine.
2: While not being a like 80 percent of the field
0: type of guy.
1: Yep. Yeah. He'll finish as oh, a top him? ten running back, no matter. No doubt in my mind. As long as he's playing in every game, you know. So yeah, I'm not freaking out at all.
0: Yeah, I'm not, I'm definitely not, I agree with that.
2: R-E-L-A-X.
0: Relax. I agree, 100%. I, I wouldn't be freaking out, but I, like I said, I do have a little bit of concerns. And that's just for ceiling. That's really all it is. It's for like, you know, like the that top tier upside. Like, I heard on the fantasy footballers, and I mean, this is an irrelevant statement now, but given the situation, but like. They were talking David Montgomery versus B. John Robinson. And when the stats were thrown out, it was mind blowing how much it kind of did favor David Montgomery at that time before he was hurt. Yeah. So it's just something to think about. So, like, but um, but yeah, let's move on to the next guy here. We're uh pushing a longer episode here today. So, and that's one of the guys I brought up earlier in a potential trade at target, and that's Devontae Adams, who has been outplayed by Jacoby Myers in four of six games that Jacoby was active. Um, it just doesn't seem to be right. Now, the one thing we have going for us is that we do get Jimmy Garoppolo back. I did not think that I'd be ever saying those words, that Jimmy Garoppolo coming back is a good thing, but Jimmy Garoppolo coming back is a pretty damn good thing because Brian Hoyer, he don't got it. So what, you're, what are your guys' thoughts for this struggling superstar receiver that is a little bit older? So, like, it's not impossible to think that maybe he's hitting the cliff, but we did just see him earlier this year drop a 35-point game and half PPR. So, like, what are your thoughts?
1: I think what you saw out of the game last week was he, Devontae Adams still has it. I mean, every time I was, like, you know, watching the red zone and it got flipped over to the Raider game, it was literally Brian Hoyer just peppering Devontae Adams, no matter what. Two two, like two like guys around him, three guys around him, 15 guys around him, still peppering it, and he was still making pretty crazy catches. So, I think, you know, their, their team's not – like, it doesn't seem very good, but the record's not as bad as it should be, I think. So I'm not too worried about it. And I think they're going to probably move on from him throughout this season, if I'm being honest. So, That's the thing. That's the I, nice thing. I, I think that might be best case scenario. Like if he gets moved to go, I don't even know. Wait, goes plays with the Chiefs. Oh, wow. Now they got a good receiver. I think he's going to be doing a little bit better with the Chiefs. Uh, or he goes and plays with L.A. and the Chargers or, you know, something along those lines. I think. Any any of the top, like, eight quarterbacks, you know, maybe top ten, whoever you decide, if he goes to one of those teams and he's competitive, I think it's a huge opportunity. And even if he stays with the Raiders, like, I'm not too worried about it. I think Devontae Adams is going to kind of even itself out throughout the season.
2: He's sort of like one of those diva wide receivers you hear about, somebody who's been, like, prone to, like, wanting the ball a lot more than they're getting the ball. And... He, he's probably the biggest name right now as far as like trade deadline goes, as far as offensive fantasy football players go. So I'm big on Devontae Adams because I kind of agree with that. I don't think he's on the Raiders by the time October 31st deadline rolls around.
0: They've come out and said they're not trading him.
2: They can say that, but they keep losing games, and they're playing in a division against the Chiefs. What sense does it make to keep him?
0: I mean, I don't disagree, but we'll see how that goes. All right, moving forward here, uh, Calvin Ridley who has been outplayed by Christian Kirk by a large margin. He didn't even get the targets last week and that was the thing that really concerned me. Um I this was a guy I for the life of me cannot understand how I got this wrong. In the off season, I was very in on Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley was almost my hit of the year. Thank God I went with Keenan Allen. But like he looked awesome week 1. Yeah. And like we all were taking victory laps, but like since then, it has not really been good. Even the games that have been good since then, it's kind of like there's a but. Like he had a good game in London, but he caught it. It was because he caught that one touchdown pass. Like, and you can see the clear cut rapport that Christian Kirk has with Trevor Lawrence. I think it is very safe to say at this point moving forward that Christian Kirk is the wide receiver one for that team. What makes it even more concerning is, for one, Trevor Lawrence is not quite playing. Up to the expectations of taking the leap into superstardom that we thought he was going to be. Take he's still playing good, but not he's not playing like top tier quarterback good. And then on top of that, Evan Ingram is also out targeting Calvin Ridley. So I don't know. Like I'm going to be honest with you guys, I'm like right. I'm freaking out, man. So talk me off that ledge or push me over the cliff. I don't
2: think there's any talking you off the ledge. This is a freak out spot. This is somebody who I was with you, Chris. Like I was, I had like top five wide receiver dreams about Calvin Ridley because we see what he can be, but what he has shown this season is an exact boomer bust wide receiver. Somebody who his floor is like wide receiver four because he might catch two passes for 30 yards maybe, but you can also have a ceiling game where he might hit 200 once this year for two touchdowns. It's anything could happen with Calvin Ridley, he is a gamble. No pun intended. (laughs) It's nice. It sucks. And I love Calvin Ridley, but that offense is just not funneling the way we were expecting it to. They are a run first team with Travis Etienne being a stud right now. They are a they have other weapons who have been completely solid, including the emergence of Evan Ingram that we've seen going into this second year. Now with uh, Jacksonville.
1: I'm freaking out about Calvin Ridley. I'm not. Um, I think my biggest my biggest thing is, you know, Chris was saying he doesn't think uh, Trevor Lawrence is taking a step and taking a step to be that elite guy. I've, when I when while watching him. I think the biggest step that Trevor Lawrence is making is he's making the plays that are given to him. And a lot of defenses since week one have been like, hey, let's let Christian Kirk beat us. Let's let Travis Etienne beat us. We'll take away Calvin Ridley. And throughout the season. They're going to be in closer, more important games. And I think that Trevor Lawrence, that Jacksonville offense, is going to need to hum a little in at a level that they're not humming at this point. If they gonna if they're gonna want to finish in first place in their division and if they're gonna wanna, you know, end on a good note moving into the playoffs. So honestly, I'm not very worried about uh, Calvin Ridley. I think we're gonna see a couple big games out of him and Trevor Lawrence down the stretch and you're not going to be able to get that if you you know, get rid of Calvin Ridley for someone else because he is kind of underperforming at this point.
0: Yeah, I, I just, it's upsetting because I, I that's just one of those players that I look at and I'm just like, I don't understand how I got this wrong because he looked phenomenal. So
2: Chris just sends me a fucking trade form.
0: I mean, I still like him. I'm, I'm not, I am scared, but I'm willing to buy him in a league that I'm not going to be forced to put him in my line. And my, let's put it like this. Cause I okay, so in one of my redraft leagues today, I was pondering a trade offer, and I was talking to one of my cousins about it. And I was thinking about—I'm curious. I actually—I'll I'll throw. I ended up doing a different offer, so I'm not even going to throw this trade out there. But I was thinking about because I need a running back in this league kind of bad. I was thinking about sending DK Metcalf and Brian Robinson for Calvin Ridley and Isaiah Pacheco in hopes of getting Pacheco, who's been playing pretty damn good. And my cousin's like. Your love for Calvin Ridley is your downfall. You need to get off that man. And I'm like, I want Pacheco. I agree. DK to Calvin Ridley is a downgrade. It's kind of like downgrade at wide receiver for an upgrade at running back. So like what's your guys' thoughts on that? Like, I'm not gonna do it now, but
2: yeah, I wouldn't I at all.
1: I definitely like the uh Pacheco side for yeah.
0: sure. Yeah. I but but it's because of Pacheco, right?
1: Well, no, no, no.
2: I, I'm on the Robinson and uh DK D- side.
0: Yeah.
1: I like, I like the, uh, I mean, mainly because DK has been banged up recently. You know, who knows how long that's going to be a thing for. I know he was questionable. He sh- should play, should come back fine. But hey, who knows what happens with that. And, you know, Pacheco has been good. So the only thing that I can think is going to stop Pacheco is just getting hurt. So I think
2: Brian Robinson has been good. They're probably like, I value yeah, the same Pacheco. Yeah,
1: but, but Brian Robinson plays for the Washington foreskins and they suck. <laughs>
2: So yeah, well, we know when playoff time comes around, it's the Jerick McKinnon show over there in Kansas City. I
1: I don't I've had Derek McKinnon on so many of my <laughs> rosters. Everyone's asking <laughs> me about it. this guy at work. I tell him about. It. I'm like, just hold him. I'm telling you, hold him on the hold, roster. It's hold, gonna be worth it. Get to those double-digit weeks. You'll need him, Justin, yes. I'm with you on that. I'm totally with you on that. I just I think, like I said, I just don't have that much faith in the Commanders. And the the same reason why I was worried about Terry McLaurin in the beginning of the season. Same reason why I think Jahan Dotson isn't playing up to how good he actually is is. I just don't think that team's very good.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, that's a fair thing to say. You guys somebody, you guys got to change uh, Jarek McKinnon's nickname in a league to GME. GameStop. Stock. Hold. Hold. <laughs> so, all Total. right. That's enough Calvin Ridley talk here. Uh, let's talk Devonta Smith, the Slim Reaper over in Philadelphia. Everybody talked in the offseason about him being um, a potential wide receiver one. Talking about him maybe taking that number one spot away from A.J. Brown. Talking about that gap's not that close. You should probably pass on A.J. Brown and get Devonta Smith in a few rounds later. I saw Devonta Smith get drafted in the top three rounds in pretty much all of my leagues. That is not the case. A.J. Brown is that dude. A.J. Brown is running the show in Philadelphia. Dallas Goddard is also taking over in terms of like getting targets and things like that. There's, there's a lot going on. So, like, what do you do right now if you're a Devonta Smith owner? Are you still starting you,
1: him? Th- this one's tough for me because I, as a Devonta Smith owner, I thought my answer was immediately going to be like, yeah, I'm starting him. I I'm, I know he hasn't been playing great, but he still had a couple good weeks and then he slowed down a little bit. But complete biasness because I am a zero RB guy. He is not my number one re- receiver on any of my teams. So he's paired up with Tyreek Hill on everything every one of my teams that I have him on. So I think there's a little bit of biasness in this. So yeah, he has underperformed the last few weeks. I haven't noticed. So I'll let you guys take this one.
2: Yeah. That's the thing with him is you took him as a wide receiver too. And he's performing like a, a wide receiver three or four. If you can afford to do that, you're okay. If you can't afford to do that, that fucking sucks. My dude,
0: uh, AJ, I mean, uh, Devontae Smith or Hollywood Brown rest of the season. Devonte Smith. I go Hollywood. Devonte Smith. I go. Hollywood.
1: See th- this is this is the point in the season, I think more so than even draft, that the tiebreaker goes to the better team.
2: And if we get a banged-up knee, Jalen Hurts, where he's not allowed to run the ball as much, and he's going to have to throw. A.J. Brown can't catch 125 yards every game. I, I think he can.
0: I mean, he might have done it like the last five or whatever they said it is, but he, he can't do it every game. Yeah, DeMonte Smith currently in half PPR formats. The wide receiver, 33. not good, mm-hmm. Not good, Bob. So um, I mean not I'm, good. I'm I'm definitely not like it, I'm, I'm freaking out, man. Yeah, if I have if I have Smith, I'm not I'm not happy. Thankfully, I don't anywhere. But neither do I, which I'm okay with. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. The league I have him. I also have Keenan Allen and Brandon Ayuk. So, oh, yeah. I think I'm alright. I, I think I'm alright at receiver. Yeah, you're fine. Um, last that's why, guy. That's why I let you. And that's why I let you guys talk. Cause I was like, I feel like I'm all right with him. but I'm like, I don't think that's a valid argument because my team is set up with a bunch of receivers. So. you just
2: flopped where Smith and Ayuk were supposed to be going into the season. You're fine.
0: Yeah. Um, last guy to talk about here, Austin Eckler still looks like he's banged up, still dealing with a knee injury has not looked good since coming back from that injury. You lost him for majority of the year. Pretty much hasn't done anything since week one. Um, it's been a rough year for running backs. What are you thinking right now? If you're an Austin Eckler owner, Joshua Kelly more involved than you would like him to be. Um, it's just, yeah, there's there's some concerns, but we know what he can be when he is at full strength. So,
2: thankfully, Austin Eckler is like the biggest champion of fantasy football that there is in terms of real football players. Like he's a player himself. He loves the community. He'll he'll keep it open and honest, so you'll know if he's ready to go or not ready to go. Uh, Austin Eckler's an awesome player, man. If he oh, I, I don't think I'm player. freaking out yet. Uh he's someone to monitor over the next few weeks and your team is definitely hurting him because he was a first round pick, you know, like a top 5, top 6 pick in most leagues going into this year. So, yeah, that kind of sucks, but I think he'll be
1: fine as the season goes on. I'm freaking out over this 100%. I think the biggest reason why is the the main reason is the coach this guy sucks. Like, it's not even that he looks hurt and he looks like he's not getting the opportunity. They're just not throwing the ball to him. They're not doing any. Their whole team just looks like shit. Like, they're such a good team. They have so much good players on their team that they need to get rid of Staley now. Clean house. Get rid of him. You are literally hurting. You are urban admiring Trevor Lawrence's first year in the league. I keep telling and more. For the yeah, fine. Keep calling Moore as the head Promote him as the head coach for interim or promote the DC as, as interim. I don't give a shit. Just do something to get Staley's dumbass out of there because they are he is literally hurting the overall team. And it's not even just the play calling or anything like that, because I know he's more of a defensive guy, but just what he does, his aura that he brings is just. We're fuck-ups on this team. We're not good. We're going to lose it. We're going to blow it. And that's what keeps happening. So, I think that's the best case scenario for Austin Eckler, for Justin Herbert, and the rest of those guys. Get rid of Staley.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, I, I'm a little concerned. Um, I thought about trying to buy him in a few leagues, but it's like, it's going to be tough, because I know I'm going to have to pay a good a good amount to get him. And you have to be worried about the fact that he, even last week, looked injured. He did not look 100%. So um, but yeah, that was are you freaking out, man? Um, fan favorite segment. So uh, stay tuned. I'm sure that one will be making an appearance back as there's more players. There's always players to be freaking out about. So um, always, yeah. So, but anyway, yeah. Oh yeah, it's hits of the week. Yeah. All right, hits of the week. Damn, Jim just said I got fleeced. I didn't appreciate that. I'm gonna let him know that. I don't appreciate you telling me I got fleeced while I'm live on a podcast. Anyway, hits of the week, kick things off. Quarterback, Ryan, you've been gone. Now you're back. Since you've been gone, Avril Levine, hit me.
1: I was, I was literally just gonna start singing that when you said that. You've been <laughs> gone. I was gonna be like,
2: since I've been gone, I have found trust in Dak Prescott for one week. Is he is my quarterback hit of the week against the L.A. Rams? He he's not good this year, boys. He had I think he was the QB one before going into the bye week last week. Like as far as like that week's performance, but something tells me this is going to be one of those shootout games that would have been awesome for a Sunday Night Football game two or three years ago, but right now nobody wants to watch. I think we're going to get a big, high-scoring game, and I think Dak Prescott, he's going to have himself a top-five week.
1: Okay. I'm with it. I'm with you, Ryan. I mean, I think CD is just that dude, so it it can't, like, the possibility is always there with CD, so I'm I'm with you. You guys want me to go in the middle? Yeah, go for it. All right, so I'm going to go with one of the quarterbacks, and honestly, a pretty fun matchup. We got two first-round rookies going at it. We got Houston at Carolina. And I think C.J. Stroud is going to continue to dominate uh, fantasy-wise. And I think that sorry, sorry Carolina defense can going to give up a lot of points. I think it's going to be a shootout both ways. I was thinking about going Bryce Young this week, but I still think it's safer bet with C.J. So I like this matchup, though. It's going to be fun.
0: Okay. I can't knock that. Uh, I apologize for last week because um my hits were dog shit. They were bad. So uh, just going to get that out of the way. Uh, one of my down weeks on the year. I'm going right back to that well, though. I had Jared Goff last week. That did not work. Maybe I was a little uh, too too early to crown him as a guy that you can just auto-start regardless of the matchup and you know where he's at in terms of like home or on the road. But what I do know is Jared Goff in a dome at home in Detroit is a very, very good combination for fantasy points in your lineups. And the other thing is the... Raiders' defense is also a pretty good recipe for fantasy points in your lineups, and that is who Jared Goff is going against this week. So fire him back up. I know we had a bad week against Baltimore. Baltimore is a much better team than the Raiders. They play better across the board. You're not going to deal with that. This should be a good bounce-back, get-right game for Detroit. And then um, keep it going here with the snake. My running back, I'm going Kareem Hunt playing against Seattle. No Jerome Ford. I trust in Kareem against this. I think this is going to be a team where Cleveland is going to look to try and control the pace of the game, let their defense play defense and let them just run the football. I think that you can get away with Kareem Hunt as a good start RB two. Maybe, I mean, I think you might even be able to get some flex work out of Pierre Strong, but more than anything, Kareem Hunt is in my
1: lineup. So yeah, Kareem Hunt's a dog, put the city on his back. Um, For my running back, I mainly put this guy here because I know if you have him, you're most likely starting him. But I wanted to make sure we highlighted the situation Um, this week. News wise, Kevin Bayard gets shipped from Tennessee to Philadelphia Eagle for some picks. Pan Hills injured. My hit of the week is the Mr. Big Dog King Henry, mainly because I think this is going to be his showcase week. I think they're going to give him the ball 30 times. Let him score two touchdowns. Sayonara. See you later with Big Dog. And he's going to go play for another team. And what hurts me the most and the best-case scenario for fantasy is the big dog goes to the AFC North and teams up with Big Trust. Shut the fuck up. Don't speak that into existence. I'm just saying. You heard here first.
0: Who is that? The Ravens? The Ravens. Gross. Don't do that.
1: Yeah, why would you? Don't, don't say even, that out loud don't ever. do put that into
0: the existence. I don't, I don't know. No. I He's got right. my sources. He's right though. That actually is a that is a God. move that Baltimore would do. I 100%. fucking don't, don't
2: make me think about that. I'm gonna have nightmares tonight.
1: Trust me. I I mean I just wanted to make sure we we since it was a defensive player that got moved, we were on top of that situation because who knows? It could be a fire sale at any moment with all those guys. So yeah. who knows?
2: Ryan, what do you got? I'll go with my running back here. I'm going a little bit a little bit farther down the well. Uh Mr. Rashad White running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, somebody who's been extremely <laughs> inefficient this year as far as like numbers go, but he is still on the field at all times. They get a matchup against the Bills on Thursday night. The Bills are coming off a loss against the New England Patriots, an embarrassing loss that they need to get right game. I feel like this is a game where we're going to see Rashad White catch probably at least another six passes. He's still going to see his 13 carries. If he finds the end zone, you're getting a top 15 week out of a guy that you probably weren't putting in your lineup at all so far.
0: Breaking news. Uh, Adam Shepner just reported some clarity on the Deshaun Watson injury. Doctors told him that he has a strain on the sub. That is a medical term I do not know how to pronounce. Uh, but basically his uh, rotor cuff is all fucked up, and this is a common injury in baseball that usually causes pitchers to miss four to six weeks. So, definitely.
1: Well, guess what, Watson? You've already missed about six now, so you might as well just get it shut down for another four, bud. <laughs> Because we got the XFL legend, P.J. Walker. Can yes, we
2: right. get Jacoby Brissett back?
1: Dude, I would <laughs> do anything for Jacoby <laughs> right now.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, who's up now in the snake? All right. Wait. No, wait. No, I got to go. I gotta go wide you receiver. got a wide
2: receiver. Yeah, you're doubling up. Double up. That's my back I got lost in the uh Lost in the snake. snake. Lost in the snake. Uh, I went deep with wide receiver as well. And that's Mr. Josh Downs. These supr- I mean, outside of Puka. The surprising rookie wide receiver who has been outperforming at a tremendous level. He has been going on the up and up and up all over the past few weeks. We saw what he did last week against the Brown's number one defense by every metric, torched them for five catches for 125 yards. He's getting the ball. Minshew loves him. He gets a matchup against New Orleans, which isn't great for wide receivers, but he's not the number one weapon there, so he's not going to get that Lattimore treatment. He's not going to get that focus treatment. He's going to be running all over the field. I think another Josh Downs weeks is happening. We might see top 30 wide receiver Josh Downs by the time year ends. He's already right there at wide receiver 27.
1: I don't know what it is in your fascination with overrating the Colts wide receivers, um, but we're going to move on. And I'm going to go with Mr. Zay Flowers going up against the Cardinals, another rookie wide receiver. Um, you know, I think at this point, if you had Zay Flowers, you're probably starting this guy week in and week out. I just want to make sure that everyone's aware. Rookie receivers—they take off, and this is going to be a big, big league winner. I know we were all high on Zay Flowers this year, so if you got some, if you got some teams in your league that are still keeping this guy on his bench, like go get this guy because I think he's going to keep tearing it up, especially with you know Lamar. He's getting that trust with him now, where it's just every single time it's Mark Andrews, Zay Flowers, Mark Andrews, Zay Flowers. That's it.
0: Oh, he's been awesome. Yeah. Uh, my wide receiver start of the week, much like Ryan, I'm digging deep a little bit deeper here and I'm going with Romeo Dobbs wide receiver for the green Bay Packers going up against the Minnesota Vikings kind of weak secondary playing at home at Lambeau and the nice thing that I forgot to talk about in the beginning of this episode because it was a little bit of later news it went under the radar for me Christian Watson is expected to miss two to three weeks right now with another injury so now you're getting 12 targets which is what Dobbs was getting before Watson left on, um, before Watson came back. So you got to like those numbers against a bad secondary. He's probably a player that you can put in your flex because you probably got other options there, but definitely a good start this week. He would be in my lineup if I needed a guy. I'll be some Dobbs. And then uh, at tight end, I got Logan Thomas going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia secondary has been kind of banged up. I know that it's made a trade. Uh, But still, I do think that Logan Thomas is going to have some room to kind of get some targets and hopefully fall into the end zone. Philadelphia has been stout against the run, so I expect them to shut that down per usual. And, uh, yeah, it should be uh, hopefully a good week for Logan Thomas. That is the guy that I would, uh, you know, in the dreadful tight end landscape, it's basically just who's got a shot at targets and who's got a shot at a touchdown. So,
1: Yeah, and speaking of the terrible landscape of tight ends, i got another terrible guy for you, too. Um, that's Mr. Taysom Hill and looking at it, I haven't heard his name very much this year. Cause I don't guide him on a lot of teams, but he's, you know, squeaked out a nice 8.2 and 8.7 and a 14.8 last week. I think the saints are going to keep it going. I think Taysom has that kind of just outlier ability performance to play quarterback, play running back, play receiver. So I like Taysom Hill, especially this week against Indy.
2: You can never go wrong with Taysom Hill especially in these like middle weeks. That's when he really pops off. Uh, my tight end hit of the week is Darren Waller. Uh, it kind of feels like cheating because he was obviously somebody who was drafted. You're not getting him off the waiver wire, but he has been solid the past two weeks while Daniel Jones has been out. And so have the New York giants, they almost beat the Buffalo bills. You know, it came down to that last play in the end zone. They should have won that game. And then they went out and beat the commanders last week. Correct. I don't know if I have my. Yep. rice That's pulled up here. Yep, Taylor looks like a much better quarterback than Daniel Jones. They need to keep Daniel Jones sidelined and let that neck heal. Let Tyrod Taylor go out there and keep slinging the ball to Darren Waller.
1: Yeah. And and since you brought that up, I just want to give my boy Ty God, Ty God, Ty God a special shout out for being the first black quarterback to win a game starting for the New York football Giants. That's fucking awesome. Hell yeah, Ty God. Always been a big fan of him.
0: That's that
2: inclusion
1: right there. Yeah.
0: All right. That's going to wrap things up here for uh, nobody. Yeah, we're done with tight ends, right? All right, we're gonna to get to our pick-ems here. And um so to give everyone an update on where everything's at. I mean, we th-
1: could just go into this week's picks if you guys want. Let's yeah, do it. The
0: picks. That's what I'm getting at right now. So I'm
1: literally dark. Fuck the standings. I didn't want to go through the recap though. Oh you yeah,
0: know. No, I, I have sixty nine wins. Brian's in second with sixty three. Nice. Seta is in third with sixty two. But this is Seta's This week. is my week. This is Yeah, week. baby. This is my week. Chris <laughs> it's, knows. It's my yeah. week. It's it's definitely his week. So let's go ahead and uh Seta, you got everything ready?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm picking up. I'm pulling it up right now. You got my traveling music ready? Let's do it. All right. We got Thursday night game. Tampa Bay traveling to Buffalo. I'm going with the Bills. Get back on track here.
0: Yep. Bills are winning. Bills get right game.
1: All right. Next game. We got the L.A. Rams traveling to Dallas. I think it's a, kind of what Ryan was saying. I'm going to go with Dallas. Big game out of out of Dak and CD.
0: Yep. Dallas 38-30. We are chalked for the first two games because I am also going to Dallas.
1: We got Minnesota traveling to Lambeau at Green Bay. I'm completely out of the Packers the rest of the season. Let's go, Minnesota. Stay hot.
0: I didn't think that I was I thought I'd be the only one, but I'm also gonna pick Minnesota. They've been they've been rolling.
2: Go pack go. That forty nine game was a fluke.
1: Fair enough. All right, next one o'clock game we got Atlanta traveling to Tennessee with no quarterbacks. I'm gonna go with Atlanta here. Same. Falcons.
0: Same. Falcons.
1: Next 1 o'clock game, we got New Orleans traveling to Indy. Can Indy put up as much points as they did last week? I think not. Fuck well, the hell. get up. Give me the Colts.
0: Got a little bit of a difference here.
1: All righty. Now we got Mr. check traveling down to Miami. And what my answer has been all season long, fins up. Fins up.
0: Miami, for sure.
1: And now we have a battle. The New York Giants are traveling, or no, no. The New York Jets are traveling to the New York Giants. No one's tra- traveling. <laughs> no one's traveling. I, I got I got confused with the at symbol. Um, I'm going to go with the G-Men here. Shout out Ty God. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I wanted to go Jets, but I'm like, I think Zach Wilson's still the quarterback, isn't he? Nope, can't do it. All right, now we have for the next 1 o'clock game, Jacksonville traveling to Pittsburgh. I think Jacksonville can get this one. I'm jagging off. Let's go, Pittsburgh. Come on. Pull it out for me. It sucks because this is definitely a game Pittsburgh can just dominate in. But I really hope it doesn't happen. Um, next game, we got Philadelphia traveling to DC. Washington Commandos. I'm going with Philly here.
0: Yeah, who isn't going with Philly?
1: You can't not pick Philly. Alright. And our last one o'clock game, we got the Battle of the Rookie QBs. Houston traveling to Carolina. CJ Stroud off the – wait, were they on a buy I think so. Yes. And they get a dub this week, baby.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's for sure. Texans.
1: Texans? Ooh, I, I actually went Panthers here. Okay, good. In their all first play right. of the season. All right, all right, all right. All righty, so we got the 4 o'clock slate. We got Cleveland traveling all the way over to the other side of the country at Seattle. Let's go Browns. Super Bowl. Super
0: Browns. I'm not going to say that stuff, but I did pick the Browns.
1: I think was around 4 o'clock this, this is a This is a very tough game, honestly. I think this is going to be probably one of the better ones in this 4 o'clock slate here. Um, the next one we got is Kansas City at Denver. I think uh, I'm, I'm going to go Team Swift here.
0: Team yeah. Kels, Taylor, or Taylor, Taylor, whatever. The,
1: the, Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs. Travis Swift, baby.
0: Trailer Swift. Trailer Swift,
1: there we go. Travis is taking her, her, her last name. You heard it her here first. Another one of my sources. All right, now we got Baltimore at Arizona. Big trust gets the dub here. Big trust does.
0: Yeah, Baltimore. Unfortunately.
1: Then we got another. Oh, this is probably the best game of the slate. Didn't notice this one. We got Cincinnati at San Fran. I really wanted to pick Cincinnati here, but I don't think San Fran, after starting off five and zero, can lose three in a row. So I'm going to go with San Fran gets a dub at home. I have the I exact same odds.
2: Huh? So I think San Fran's frauds. I went Cincinnati here.
0: I, I had the same exact thought process as Seta. Like I wanted to pick Cincinnati, but I went San Fran for that. I don't see them losing three straight.
1: You mean you went with? Albright. You went with Bot Purdy. You mean, is he a bot? <laughs> All right. So we got Sunday night. With the, is this really the Sunday night game? This is terrible. We got Chicago at Los Angeles against the Chargers. We're not going to go with them yet. I'm going to go with the Chargers, I guess. But Chargers. I'm not going to watch it. I am. Judges. And now we have Monday night, Las Vegas at Detroit. Can Detroit, the Dirty D, bounce back from that terrible performance? I think they can, baby. Let's go, Dirty D. Detroit
2: Lions. And then let uh, Devontae Adams be traded there right after the game, so he doesn't. Like have to literally,
0: like while in the post-game like conference, yep. like Devonte Adams is being traded.
2: Just do a jersey swap with his own jersey on the Detroit Lions.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, I'll be down for that. All right, that's our pickems. Let's get it, boys. That is gonna do it for the uh, pickems for
0: the week. We'll see how things go uh, moving into next week, where the standings are at, and that's also gonna do, th- do it here for our show. So you know where to find us at HitStick Fantasy on all social media. I'm at HitStick Chris. If you want to talk to me personally, I'm at Ryan Long FF.
1: I'm at Michael_Sutter. Good night, Hit Squad. Let's get some dubs.
0: Woo! Go Steelers!
2: Fuck you, Steelers.